Hey everyone, this is Thea, and I want to welcome you to the corner of here and now, where we talk about real life, recovery, success, spirituality, and anything else that might come up right here, right now. Hold on to your seat, because we're in for a ride. Welcome back to the corner of here and now. This is episode 2.28. So if my calculations are correct, it's episode 29 out of 52. And we are definitely a couple past the halfway mark, and we're we're barreling down on January 1st. Um, glad to be back here with you guys tonight. It's 9.15 p.m., and it's a Tuesday. Um, 12-8, I think. Um, so tonight, what I want to talk about is, well, so I had a little thing come up today, right? I had, uh, I'm not going to get into the whole story, but I definitely was, um, for lack of a better term, I was triggered today. Somebody said something to me, made a comment to me today that really um it just really hit a button um this person is someone who knows my buttons i don't think they realize what a strong button this one particularly is not very many people do um it's not something i share about a lot but um just somewhat incidentally um, somebody made a comment around this specific topic and, um, it, it really, ugh, didn't feel good. Like I really felt yucky and in all honesty, I f there was a lot of shame and anger. Um, I don't want to call it res resentment, but man, it really, it, it got me a little and I hadn't been gotten in a little while. And, you know, certain people in our lives have a way of saying things, maybe with a tone or the words that they use. Um, the, what I do know about this person, um, the statement probably was a little spiteful, but I also know that this person is hurting a lot. So, you know, hurt people hurt people. Um, and I know that nothing is personal nothing is absolutely personal and the person made the remark because of where they are in their life so this is where you know a lot of that stuff I talk about comes back and it bites me in the butt right so to speak because I know that it wasn't personal and um they would have said it to anybody that was in my shoes so to speak so um yeah I'll just leave it at that. But it 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 really really stung. <clears throat> I was sharing with a friend about this. So what I really kind of want to talk about was a tenth step because this stuff came up today, and I really had to um, 
again, turn the light on myself and say, okay, what's going on here? You know this isn't personal. You know this person is hurting. Um, you haven't done anything wrong. Like, I haven't done anything wrong. And really, the other person hasn't done anything wrong either. There's no malice there um, in this specific situation. But, man, it stung. So, again, I, like I said, I had to turn the light on me, and I had to say, okay, nothing's personal. What's going on here? Why are you being triggered here? Like I said, this person didn't even know that there was probably a trigger to be pushed here at, to the depth at which it was because um, there's some things that, that they don't know and they don't need to know. Sometimes people just don't need to know things. It's okay not to tell everyone your whole story. So, turning the light on myself, I really had to ask myself some things about why I was so triggered by this and why, you know, so I was doing what I suggest to people a lot. I was leaning into it. I went to a meeting. I shared about it. I got the opportunity to talk to somebody, a couple of people about it, one person specifically, um, and they made a, a really interesting comment to me. They said, you know... You can't be shamed if you don't feel any shame about something. And I was like, whoa, no shit, right? Like, if I've truly worked through something and I'm okay with it, anyone should be able to say anything to me without feeling, you know, shame. And, you know, there's a big difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is about things we have or haven't done, like actions, shame is about who we are, right, um, or who we're not, so I did, I had some, I had some shame around this thing, and apparently I still do, and I, it does come up from time to time in this specific situation, I think we, a lot of us probably have some things like that where we we work on it and it's okay for a while and then something brings it up but every time it comes up it's a little bit less and so that's that's a piece of that and like I said the person that made this comment to me um didn't even know they were pushing that big of a button so turning the light on myself, realizing that nothing's personal, this talk about shame and what I felt. I do believe that people can shame you. I, 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 I would beg to differ with my friend a little bit on that, that people can't shame us. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mull on that. I'm going to sit with that um, in my meditation. I've started meditating again, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so I'm going to sit with that a little bit. And if anyone out there has any thoughts on that, I would love to hear what you what you think about that. Like, can people shame us? Like, can we, if we're truly not, if we truly don't have an issue about something, can somebody bring that up for us? Can they do that? What does that look, look like? Um, and I would love it if you guys reached out to me and, and gave me some feedback on that. And, you know, you can reach me at uh, cornerofhereandnow at gmail.com if you happen to be out there. Because um, this is a biggie. And I think there's a lot of that going on in the world right now. Um, I don't want to go too far down the po political COVID um, 
rabbit hole but there's a lot of that going on you know this blame and shame and and guilt and you're gonna kill grandma and like whatever your beliefs are that's fine like i i'm totally okay with whatever anybody believes and what you feel like you need to do for your family i do it but don't shame people don't guilt them don't make them feel bad you know there's there's a lot of that going on on both sides and all around. So I think on some level, um, we can do that to people. And words can be very painful sometimes. Uh, and I know that I really have to watch my words. And I really need to pay attention to what words are coming in to me and how they're affecting me. And I also need to be able to stand up for myself and say, hey, you know what, that, that wasn't cool. I know that maybe you didn't mean anything by it. I don't know that, you know, or I don't know. Maybe you did. I, but what you said wasn't cool. Um, so there's a piece of that. And that's taking care of me, and that's having boundaries. And that's super important, especially with people that can be family or close to us in some way. Being able to do that and have those feelings around that or say those things in a loving and caring manner like i i understand that you're hurting but you don't get to talk to me that way i think those are really important things and i'm not always good at that i'll i'll be i'll be real honest those are sometimes that's a really tough thing for me to say um so yeah so it was a, it was it was really interesting to have that flare up so with all that you know it comes back to this 10 step i didn't fire back I wanted to fire back and, you know, say something, you know, rude and mean and, and all that, but I, I didn't, um, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. I didn't pick up the phone and call. I didn't text. I just I just let it lie, and to be honest, I haven't responded um, to it yet, and that happened this morning. So I don't know how I'm what I'm going to do with that. I'm not even really sure how to deal with this on some level because this person I'm dealing with. Um, well, they can be tricky sometimes. How about that? I'll just leave it at that. So um, it's hard for me to, to deal with them sometimes. So what I wanted to do is read the 10th step. Um, this is out of the basic text of Narcotics Anonymous. There's some really good stuff in here. I have a fifth edition, so it's on page 41. Um, tenth step, excuse me, step 10. We continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. So just to, before we jump off here totally into this, um, we don't always have to admit it to the person. We can admit it to ourselves. We can admit it to God. We can admit it to our sponsor. We can admit it to a, a friend, a, a mentor, a confidant. But we're always taking this inventory constantly as at least I do constantly as I move throughout the day and I, I've jokingly said over the last you know 29 days that this is basically a working tent step for me I sit here and talk about my day sometimes and and different things so in a, some ways it's me literally doing a tent step um, and that's just kind of how I do it I had somebody tell me one time, you know, I've never seen anyone actually do a tent step in a meeting while they were sharing, but you seem to have the ability to do that. Um, so I, I thought that was an in, in, interesting, but that's just how I process information sometimes is I have to mull it around and then spit it back out. Um, 
But this continued to take personal inventory. So continued can be a lot of things. It can be daily, it can be moment to moment, it can be you sit down once a week and do like a weekly, ref, 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 excuse me, reflect reflection, like some people will do a daily re reflect reflection. So this can look different for a lot of people. There's no right or wrong. There's really no rules. Um, but doing this on some level, in my opinion, is super important. And I tend to do it kind of as the moments come up to the best of my ability. I try not to let things sit and fester. Um, so it says, step 10 frees us from the wreckage of our present. So it frees us from the wreckage, but we also don't have to make new wreckage. And it'll talk about that in a minute. If we do not stay aware of our defects, they can drive us into a corner that we can't get out of clean. One of the first things we learn in Narcotics Anonymous is that if we use, we lose. By the same token, we won't experience as much pain if we can avoid the things that cause pain. Continuing to take a personal inventory means that we form a habit of looking at ourselves, our actions, attitudes, and relationships on a regular basis. We are creatures of habit and are vulnerable to old ways of thinking and reacting. At times, it seems easier to continue in the old rut of self-destruction than to attempt a new and seemingly dangerous route. We don't have to be trapped by our old patterns. Today, we have a choice. We have more choices, y'all, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. Lots of choices. The 10th step can help us correct our living problems and prevent their recurrence. We examine our actions during the day. Some of us write about our feelings, explaining how we felt and what part we might have played in any problems which occurred. Did we cause someone harm? Do we need to admit that we were wrong? If we find difficulties, we make an effort to take care of them. When these things are left undone, they have a way of festering. So I worked really hard today to not let this situation fester and for me not to stay mad about it um, or to stay hurt. I'm realizing more and more about feelings, which it's crazy. I've you know, got almost 25 years at this dang thing and um, it's feelings. Um, yeah. I don't wanna carry these feelings around with me of resentment and anger and hurt maybe even embarrassment on some level. Um, it says, let's see. Uh, okay, this step can be a defense against the old insanity. We can ask ourselves if we are being drawn into old patterns of anger, resentment, or fear. Do we feel trapped? Are we setting ourselves up for trouble? Are we too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? That's huge, the old halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Are we taking ourselves too seriously? Are we judging our, our insides by the outside appearance of others? Do we suffer from some physical problem? The answers to these questions can help us deal with the difficulties of the moment. We no longer have to live with the feeling we have a hole in the gut. A lot of our chief concerns and major difficulties come from our inexperience with living without drugs. Often we ask an old timer what to do and we are amazed by the simplicity of the answer. 
this is like I was talking about the other day with about the John Belushi thing I was watching that I shared about a couple nights ago about about how we feel like uh, you know we, when I'm when I'm using or numbing I don't I'm not feeling anything right or very little but when I'm not I feel all kinds of feelings and are all over the spectrum and I don't I there's still days where I just don't know how to do that and I still run into these these issues at times so it is just this constant ongoing problem and the answers are quite simple um, if we're willing to do them there's a, just a couple more paragraphs here the tenth step can be a pressure relief valve the we work this step while the day's ups and downs are still fresh in our minds. Man, did I have ups and downs today. That is so true. We list what we have done and try not to rationalize our actions. This may be done in writing at the end of the day. The first thing we do is stop when we take the time to allow ourselves the privilege of thinking. Excuse me. Then we take the time to allow ourselves the privilege of thinking. We examine our actions, reactions, and motives. We often find that we've been doing better than we've been feeling. Whew. So our feelings aren't our directions or anything. This allows us to examine our actions and admit fault before things get any worse. We need to avoid rationalizing. We promptly admit our faults, not explain them. We work this step continuously. This is a preventative action. The NA literature is the only place of all the literature, 12-step literature that I've seen that says that the 10th step is a preventative action. It goes on to say the more we work this step, the less we need the corrective part of this step. This step is a great tool for avoiding grief before we bring it on ourselves. And I'm so glad I didn't shoot something back today in that exchange I was in earlier I'm super grateful for that it just would have made things 10 times worse I can deal with what I'm feeling and I can work my way through it I can turn the light on myself and lean into my feelings and go okay why am I feeling this here what is what is going on here what a what a gift right like I get to do that it and it, it's such a blessing that I that I have that for me by constantly looking at ourselves, we are able to avoid repeating the actions that make us feel bad. We monitor our feelings, emotions, fantasies, and actions. We need this step even when we're feeling good and when things are going well. Good feelings are new to us, and we need to nurture them. In times of trouble, we can try the things that worked during the good times. Few weeks ago, I'm not sure when it was. Whenever I did the one about um, keeping track of what I was doing when the good things happen, um, you know, having that record of what was I doing when things were good, that's where this comes in, right? Like, so it's all the same stuff. It's just it's just presented in different ways depending on what we're what we're doing so again it says in times of trouble we can try the things that worked during the good times and if we're keeping a journal or we're writing regularly in some way we may know that we may be keeping track of wow things are going good and i'm doing xyz and blah 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 and then that way i can go back to it right what a powerful tool 
We have the right to feel good. We have a choice. Here we are again, you guys, more choices. The good times can also be a trap. The danger is that we may forget that our first priority is to stay clean. So there's our priorities again. For us, recovery is more than just pleasure. We need to remember that everyone makes mistakes. We will never be perfect. However, we can accept ourselves by using step 10. By continuing a personal inventory, we are set free in the here and now from ourselves and the past. We no longer justify our existence. This step allows us to be ourselves. We no longer justify our existence. This step allows us to be ourselves. Wow. Yeah, it's it. Uh, although that I, you know, I'm I'm still processing. It sounds weird that such a small thing would be a a thing, right? And but unfortunately, like I said, the she really hit a button. And, uh, you know, like I said, sometimes people can just, whether knowingly or unknowingly, just, man, hit that button. And whether they, it's spiteful on their part or not, I don't know, but I, I have to remember, like, these are one of those times that I have to remember that nothing's personal and that, you know, even though it hurts a bit, I can I have the opportunity to look at myself and take care of myself and get okay, and uh, hopefully not let this last <laughs> too horribly long. Anyway, uh, that's all I have for today, you guys. I hope you all are doing well out there, staying well. The holidays are upon us. Take care of yourself first, right? I'm no good to anyone if I if I'm not taking care of myself. I need to sleep, I need to eat well, drink water, go for a walk. I rode my bicycle today. Going to try and do it again tomorrow and um and then take care of each other. All right? Okay, you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out. All right, everyone. That's another episode of The Corner of Here and Now. Thank you for joining me. If you like what you're hearing, please share, comment, and or subscribe. Please know that the music used in this podcast is the one and only Kenny Cordray. And the song is called Rojo that was generously donated by his family. And until the next time we meet on the corner of here and now, remember, we're all just walking each other home. Peace out.